What's up, man? Dude, really um, appreciate you guys doing this. Totally. Fuck yeah, no, we appreciate you, man. Um, is everything? Uh, can you see everybody? And um, is anything in the way? No, you guys are good. Can you hear me and see me? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Fuck yeah. So if I got this right, it's Eric, Mike, Greg. Correct. Awesome. Yep. Sweet. So how you guys doing, man? Good, man. Uh, we just finished uh, rehearsing um, just about 10 minutes ago. Actually, we're uh, getting ready to record a couple songs okay. in a couple months. So. You guys are like playing shows and shit, right? Yeah, Florida, Florida's been... Florida's been pretty wide open. We've been playing shows for probably the last three and a half months, which has been awesome. Killed, man. I'm so jealous. But we're up here in PA, man. Everything's locked down. The, really, Florida's the only place I know of that's having shows like you that you guys are playing. Is that true, as far as you know? At least, at least up until like two weeks ago, I've just started hearing some uh, some other spots opening back up. But yeah, it's super rare. So we've been, yeah, we've been fortunate. Yeah, the way they started doing shows um, up until I think, you know, maybe three or four weeks ago was it was a uh, required required masks and like one of the shows we were playing at Brass Mug, they had one of these fire marshal guys checking to make sure you had the mask on. But um, you're in you're in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So is uh I, yeah I lived there for like four years. Is so is Rock Room and um, like Gooskies completely closed right now? Yeah. As far as I know, anyway, they're not having shows, at least. I'm sure maybe you can go in there for a drink or whatever. But, uh, yeah, they're not having shows, which those places rock. A lot of a couple of places closed down, actually. it's uh, It's been shitty for that, man. Yeah, horrible. I'm glad to see that you guys are keeping it alive in Florida, man. You're holding it down. You're keeping Florida death metal alive in general, and that's something that the world needs right now. So we really appreciate that on a, on a true note. Right on, thank you. I guess I guess we should start there. I mean, for those that don't know, you guys have a pretty rich history. So if you if you wouldn't mind speak, speaking on that for a minute, and uh, we maybe I can ask a few questions regarding like obituary, the scene down there, how you guys got started, all that stuff. That would be awesome to talk about if you don't mind. Yeah, we started in roughly '92, um, and it took a, it took a little while to get the, the, a solid lineup. But yeah, we uh we're really busy from like we did four EPs pretty back to back from like 94, 95, 96 and 97. And um but just because the scene was so strong here, man, we had you know, we had death right here in our own hometown and obituary. I mean, I, like I, you know, all the heavy hitters obviously that were from here, but the beauty of that shit was that you know, a lot of these guys became our friends, you know, and they were um they were super you know, generous and uh, let us let us open up for a lot of shows and, and do small tours. It was fucking awesome, you know. Right, man. And and um, right around the right around the ch the time when Chuck was wanting to start getting into recording, he asked us, and we he ended up he ended up finally renting a building and like opening a proper studio called Black Diamond Studios. But um, we were his first band uh, that recorded at his house, and. Um, so that was obviously a pretty sick experience, but, but, um, but Chuck had came down before on some other, our other EPs and played like some solos and stuff and some, uh, and did some backing vocals. So again, it was just, we were just fortunate, man, that the scene was so tight. That's killer. Did you realize at the time, like what a big deal that was, you know, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. 
but um but chuck made it really simple we, we partied a lot at his house um chuck, chuck was a really easy guy to uh, get along with you know that's interesting because you hear some people say that chuck was kind of hard to get along with well i i didn't play in his band um and True. uh and, and, yeah, and, and you are you're, you're not you're not far off on that but like i said you know i was i was just far enough away to where it was actually really awesome you know right on man so why what happened you know in the between the late 90s and now that you're now just getting a you know proper release and people are starting to realize wake up to the intoxicated well truth be told man around like 98 um we lost uh our, our you know not original singer but the singer that we had had for all those eps and stuff and uh and the other guitar player um well same well, same guy or whatever you know but um and he was my writing partner and so that kind of you know threw things into a tail whip and uh but just about that time that's about the time uh, greg joined probably about a year before that um and then we were just trying to kind of hold it together. Ken Andrews from Obituary would come in and play shows with us to kind of fill in. And that's when I started singing. Mm -hmm. um, but then right after that, uh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, the big, big factor of that was um, DT, um, you know, played with us for about four years. And um, so again, that was awesome. But we, we, weren't, we weren't doing a lot of like, you know, necessarily like string to, you know, string to string shows and stuff like that. So we were like more like selected uh, out of town shows or whatever but um and then we got this offer from andrew wk um who we had never heard of but um he basically was trying to hire obituary as his live band and um a lot of those guys kind of opted out but D dt was in and basically that's how you know greg and i were in ended up being recruited to play with andrew wk so that long story short that's how it all kind of came together to where we just kind of stopped you know Right, so you just did the Andrew WK thing pretty much full time and let Intoxicated take a back seat until now, basically. Exactly, without a doubt, yeah. Okay, so what was, uh, I mean, going from Obituary, Death, and all those, all those guys to Andrew WK is quite a jump for for some people. How did that come to come to fruition? No, Greg. Yeah, Greg. I feel like I'm leaving you guys out. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Awesome COVID uh, pressure, by the way. Well, it's definitely a different style of music. Um, sure. I think it's uh, the Andrew WK music. It's something that uh, hasn't really existed, and it's uh, very unique in its own its own thing. And uh, the live show is pretty intense. Um, if you've ever heard or ever been to a, a live Andrew WK show, so I have. Um, I'm a fan of Andrew WK for sure. Right. Yes. So we we could bring the same intensity that we had um, playing with Intoxicated into. Um, Andrew, so his live show, um, it sounds actually a little bit more metal than uh, maybe the album sounds uh, not as intense as it does live. So um, it was an easy transition for us, for sure. And you can go balls out, you know, you can go as, as bananas as you want at a live show with Andrew. So um, it was an easy fit, at least for me, I, I could wiggle and, and pop and move and thrust and do all the things that I wanted to do out there on stage. And it was accepted. Yeah. That's sometimes at a metal show people look at me like i'm a strange guy <laughs> no that's great man we need that i mean andrew wk i mean if he wanted obituary to be his band obviously he's a fan of the of the genre he's a fan of the energy you know for those out there that you know a lot of people listen to this podcast might not necessarily be like an old school death metal fan but like the energy of those 
of those live shows. There's, I mean, I'm missing it like crazy right now, but that's something that yeah, can, I can definitely see translating very well to an Andrew WK type type setting. So I bet that was a oh, the, the feeling. The feeling is exactly the same live. Yeah, it really is. That's yeah, it's intense. You guys, your sound now, I mean, I don't know how much it evolved since the late 90s to this current EP, but there's a lot of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of crossover. There's definitely some thrash. You can definitely hear some hardcore elements on there. Is that Was that an evolution? Did some of that come from playing with Andrew WK or how did, how did that work? And I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just how it comes out, to be honest with you. There's not necessarily a real formula. Sure. I think we all come from kind of different backgrounds too. Um, I'm more of a rock and roll guy. Okay. Um, Mike can speak from you know for what he likes to listen to. You know. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we actually all listen to all kinds of all kinds of music. Sure. Um, but my main background is uh, is death black metal uh, drumming. You know. So some of the songs that we wrote, like I didn't want to over do overkill but there's like definitely some blast beats on the album that's a little bit of my influence from my background um but yeah we we all love all kinds of metal but we definitely have different backgrounds i, I would say you know like most of the bands that i play in have that i played in in the past have blast beats in every song you know the part um, that i listen to a lot of thrash as well so the part that was awesome about that was rather than trying to fight it or rather than you know, I don't even think we ever even had a discussion as far as style or whatever, but it just felt natural to embrace it, you know, because it was like, holy fuck, I would never have thought of that. I've never thought of that riff, you know, um, stuff that Greg writes or stuff like, you know, in, in my opinion, a drummer, a drummer will make or break a tune, you know. So, um, like I said, it's it's actually the formula that we're still actually evolving, you know, has come natural. And again, we're just not fighting it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it sounds like a very cool evolution. I'm really excited to hear like what a full length will sound like or, you know, your next record. What are the plans for that? Well, well, we're excited about that, man. The, the one another thing that just kind of came naturally is we, we, we haven't stopped at all. The, you know, everything we did to write that EP, um, we finally got some interest. And so we put it out, you know. But um, but our, we 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 haven't stopped writing. You know, that's what we're here tonight working on was new stuff. Um, awesome. you know, so that's what we're 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 already writing for the full length now. Um, awesome. yeah, it's over the top. Oh, I can imagine, man. I I, I know you guys won't disappoint. So, uh, so Mike, when did you get into the fold, and what? How did the you know that this process happen for you with Intoxicated? Um, so this happened uh, about mid two thousand eighteen, I think. Okay. So um, yeah, so I so I'm the new guy in it, and uh, basically they, you know, at the time they needed a new drummer. Um, so I first kind of came in to play a show, kind of a little bit last minute, and learn the tunes. And it was one of those things where, you know, I wanted to feel it out and see if I wanted to go full time with the band, so to speak. And um, after I played the first show, I was like, okay. I like the music a lot. And the other part too, I think, and anybody that's been in a band can, can attest to this is you got to be able to get along with the guys really well, you know? So it was, uh, I basically at the time was playing in a grindcore band or two grindcore bands. And um, those, those were kind of on their way out a little bit too. So yeah, about mid 2018, I just started to go full time with this band and I've been doing that since. 
It was actually, I remember it distinctively, but because I, I had to uh, apply a lot of self-discipline because I, we wanted Mike to, to, to fully join, but, you know, he was very loud and honest about, you know, just wanting to feel out the situation, you know, and, and see how it worked. Because he had to learn all, all these old tunes that were recorded from three different fucking drummers and all this stuff. And anyway, it was all for, uh, Greg and I were gone. We, we did a whole Andrew WK tour. And the final show of that tour was Orlando. So, um, you know, we hadn't even seen Mike for a good, you know, six weeks or so. And then that was the night we played that show. We opened up for that show. And uh, and then I remember after after the show, Mike's finally said, all right, cool, man. Yeah, let's write some tunes, you know. <laughs> oh, um, no. So I'll always remember that. So, Mike, it's your fault that there's more blast beats and the, the grindcore influences in there because of you? Yeah, I would say I would say so for sure. But at the same time, I think every single time we jam a new riff and I throw in a blast beat, I I ask all the guys like, hey, is this is this fucking stupid? Like, is this too much? Because <laughs> I've noticed the thing with a lot of death metal drummers is like they can't stop doing the blast beat, even if they join a band that shouldn't have blast beats, you know. So I try to use it sparingly and I try to. Um, you know, just do it tastefully, I guess. You yeah, say. it's that spice that that gets thrown into the pot. Yeah, you do. It's a it's a good it's a good balance. And you know what I love, and although most people love probably about bands like you and the old school obituary is the groove, and like that you guys don't lose that. That's very important. You know, I feel like a lot of newer bands coming out are all about speed and craziness and all that. But there's something to be said for just locking into that kind of mid tempo and that tempo is everything. And that's what we we preach that in our practices like tempo 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 trying to really catch the essence of the riff without going um playing it too fast or too slow yeah if your grandma can't bang your head, her head to it man it's not it's not any fucking good right i think too um production's a big part of it um like me personally i'm a huge fan of early 90s production like uh dark angel darkness descends is one of my is one of my favorite albums especially for production like I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm not a big fan of the extremely clean production that is in a lot of new uh, metal bands coming out now, even though the, the players in are, are incredible. It just sounds a little too polished. And with this EP um, that we put out, we all wanted to get kind of that like early, mid 90s uh, thrash sound and, and have the kind of that warmth of the analog Mm-hmm. to it as well and not too clean you know i think it needed to be a little dirty sounding you know definitely so. definitely anything <laughs> more would have been dishonest i mean it's it's yeah i uh it's, it's pretty it pretty much sounds like who we are and, and kind of where we're at you know and um and we also didn't have much choice we, we recorded this shit in house and um both uh all everyone was new new to having uh pro tools or whatever you know so it was a fucking uh, <laughs> crazy a learning experience. Yeah, crazy learning experience, you know. Yeah. But, but we were able to capture pretty much a raw sound, which is, you know, it sounds it sounds honest. And that's your roots. I mean, it's where you come from. You recorded in Chuck Schulander's fucking house. Like, it's, you know, that's being honest to you. Like, a new young band coming up that, you know, there's a lot out coming out that sound intentionally like, I want to sound like this era of Cannibal Corpse, or I want to sound like a 92, insert 92 death metal band here. Like, and they're, you know, 18 years old or whatever. 
but you guys actually have roots in in the scene in the florida death metal scene so i think that just that just adds a whole nother element of authenticity to your sound that just i mean it's killer it's undeniable man. Right on, all we know how to do really <laughs> it is what it is right yeah in the best of ways hopefully absolutely man absolutely so what is the florida scene like now versus say back then uh. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's, it's a mean, loaded it's, question i apologize no i mean there is a scene you know and it, it, it yeah. seems people come out and it's awesome it's 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 weird uh, just because we've kind of, or I have been out of this specific scene, you know, um, for a minute, just from just being gone a lot. But, um, yeah, you know, in the early days, it was nothing for a, a couple of local bands, you know, to get five or 600 people at each show. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that tough where, you know, that that is something that's a little different now. I, you know, I think that just has a lot to do with time and Internet and all kinds of shit. Accessibility to people, people being hungry for live, you know, Um but at the same time, like I said, there's still some core dudes that are really, you know, really, there's some really good players here. The shows have been good um, coming back because I think people are so eager. I think it's going to be the same way all across the country once things open up that people are going to pack out any show. It doesn't matter who it is, to be honest with you. And there's a lot of there's some band promotions going on here where they're taking the promoter out of the equation and the bands are doing the promotions for the shows because it's only locals now here. Um, there's yeah. no touring bands coming through, so all the clubs are open, and it's just local bands that can play. So it's now it's it's red hot for anybody that's local in Florida to go out and play shows because all the clubs are eager. Dude, um, I have the urge just to fly down and, <laughs> and see a fucking death metal uh, show. It's yeah, like you know, that's our sure. therapy. That's what we Dude, need. We're playing a we're we're playing a couple of shows with DRI in December. So get on that. It, it might happen, man. I might do it. <laughs> I need it. And we, we're missing death metal in our lives. You know how that, what that's like up here. It's, it's a struggle not having it, man. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing. What, um, so the turnouts have been good for you at the shows? The yeah, yeah, energy's yeah. been good. Is, uh, are people freaked yeah. out? Are people scared to go? Or Florida's hardcore? Uh, give a fuck. Florida, you Florida don't care. Yeah, I bet. Um, that redneck <laughs> I think for me, it's, it was sort of hard to tell whether it'd be barely anybody or a whole ton of people. But I think what's kind of happened is that, uh, you know, people, people can only, people only want to stay home for so long. And what we saw, or at least from my perspective, is that, yeah, the local shows brought out a ton of people because hundreds of people, yeah, like at capacity for the clubs. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, because people um, have been in their house for so long, they're just dying to get out, you know. It is pretty funny, though, because you'll see people like, you know, come in the club. They got a mask on. They'll shoot them in the head with the uh, with the temperature gauge or whatever. And yeah. then 40 minutes later, you see them in the pit with no shirt on and their fucking mask in their back pocket, which I think is awesome. <laughs> Me, too. I mean, I just I don't get the fucking rules. It's like you're allowed in. You have to wear your mask. But like as soon as you order a drink, you can take your mask off. And that's it's fine. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like like, can't they just have bands. And like, what's the difference at that point? You know, exactly. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are holding it down, man. Yeah, I've kind of seen both. Though I've also like one of the shows we played. There was a whole bunch of people like slamming into each other, and shirtless, and yeah, and they had the full mask on. So it's it's <laughs> staying <laughs> safe, um, right? Staying safe yeah. in the pit. That's great. So, uh, uh, Florida's a wild place. So, yes.
Yeah, I, I can imagine so. And uh, what is your relationship like, like with the obituary dudes now and stuff? Do you are you guys still tight with them? Do they come to shows? Yeah, without a doubt. Tre- Trevor came to one of our. Uh, it was either our last show or the show before that. Yeah, we had dude, um, Dave from Nasty Savage came out. Tony came out from Municipal Waste. Trevor came out. Um, and Ken, we're getting ready to, re- to release a, a new video. And uh, actually, Ken Andrews, obituary's guitar player, did did a solo on that tune. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, we do stuff with him all the time. Still, he's you know he he was like a fifth member since day one, um, and still still the same, you know. That, no, he 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 recorded uh, he he recorded on a solo on the um on the, on the song. We're getting ready to release uh, the video for next week. Oh, okay, sick. All right, where can people find that at? Just on your on your social medias. When when does this come out? <laughs> this is going to come out next week. Probably. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, you can find it on uh, on Decibel magazine. Oh, it's going out. Decibel. Fantastic. Well, yeah, Decibel's going to release it for us. So. Yeah, they're going to premiere it. Dude, that's huge. So you, you just gotta see yourself getting a, like a lot of a, attention, I guess, man, from from this EP and and everything. Man, it's been overwhel- It's been overwhelming. Um, uh, I believe you know our uh, the guy that we um signed with, Thomas from C. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I was gonna ask you. What that was like, you know, that how how that came to be leading up to being released on seeing red tom yeah tommy hayward we're uh we're buddies he's great yeah he's he's awesome he spoke very highly of you man um thanks man that's cool i can't say enough we've yet to meet face to face but i can't say enough about the dude man he's uh he's about as straightforward as you can possibly be and i really appreciate and respect that you know straight up uh i don't i hope you wouldn't mind me saying this um but our our first 10 minutes of ever talking you know he said listen man he goes if you don't mind just let me tell you what i am and what i'm not you know and he goes after that we can either keep talking or i'll i'll give you some phone numbers to help you you know yeah and uh you know his passion is is just oozing out you know you can tell man and uh like i said uh we're i'm i'm psyched i'm psyched to be working with that guy and, and hope to work with him for a long time how did uh did you just were, were you shopping the ep around after you recorded it and he uh he picked it up is that just what happened exactly oh cool yeah. man well you guys nailed it he's uh he's great man he's a fucking hard worker too just say so guys incredible work ethic total total respect to tommy hayward if anybody listening check out seeing red records and redefining darkness as other label there's just killer bands on there but uh yeah adding yeah. you guys to the fold really adds something special to his to seeing red records i think and well, that, thank you for saying yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate you. So, do you plan on releasing uh, your full length on Seeing Red, or are you going to shop that around different places? No, no, we're, well, well, we want to we want to grow with Thomas. You know, that's all, awesome, um, man. You know, the, the the beauty also is that he has played in you know in bands and been on labels and and toured, and so he knows all sides of it. And um, mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know, our, our circle is fairly small, man, and I I, I can I can say that. The people I involve myself, I want truly the best for them. And uh, I can tell he feels, you know, he, he has a similar, similar vibe, you know. And um, so I, I think I think sometimes he might even take one to the kidney for, you know, some of the bands he puts out. But he does it because he fucking believes it and because he loves metal, you know, and I, I respect that. Yeah, man. he's a he's a passionate dude, you know, the, hey man, the extreme metal communities tight knit. We've got to find like-minded people and stick together. So that's why I was, I was so stoked to see you guys on, on his label. He, he sent me the, 
EP just to listen to, you know, as a, he's always hooks me up with the promos and stuff because he's just super nice. And I was just so stoked on it for, so I've been listening to it for six months or whatever, you know. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's, it's great, man. It's find something. I was just at the gym listening to it today. Dang. Ready for the no. podcast. Speaking of which, since it is the Death Comes Lifting podcast, do you yeah. guys, uh, lift weights? Do you work out? What's your what, what's your death metal fitness routine like if there is one? Um, if it's just yeah, we, we, we all do. Um, I, <laughs> um, I I do a lot. So, uh, so that's got to stay in cardiovascular shape. People don't realize that. <laughs> yeah i would i would say i'm like a pat like a full power lifter or anything but yeah. i mean lower body like a dead deadlifts front squats back squats all the way so you're in Just you're into it for real. i'm sorry so you're you're into it for real you're you're into yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty into it um good I, i'm not i don't go like i don't i'm not like good enough to go <laughs> i don't go to like any powerlifting meets or anything like that but you know <laughs> i'm too much of a wuss to go to those but really to me uh, to be honest it's just it's kind of like an extension of drumming um you know it in a way it kind of does help with double bass and just the just the extreme aspect of, of drumming you know drumming's a lot of cardio um but you know, you kind of turn into like a little noodle guy if you if you only drum, I guess. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty 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 simple to be honest. Like upper upper body, just overhead overhead press, bench press, just that type of thing. Lower body deadlifts, deadlifts, uh, RDLs, front squats, just stuff on stuff on the on the power rack. So I love I it. You just said. <laughs> <laughs> I had weightlifting in ninth grade. Uh, that was about it. I drink a lot of Monster. <laughs> there you go. Curls and bass is, the heavy, is a heavy instrument, so you're good there. And, hey, I'll say, I'll tell you what though. Um, these these two dudes helped me uh, take down this um, a thirty by fifteen shed in my yard. These guys both work in construction. Okay. I work a freaking desk job. So yeah. The, the thing is like you you yeah maybe you can put up you know maybe you know you can deadlift 300 pounds or something like that but i would say maybe these guys can interrupt and you know attempt and elaborate but there's a certain there's something different with like powerlifting strength and construction strength because when i tried to demolish a yeah. a shed with footers with these guys i was fucking dying and these guys can just pull it down like it's nothing i would be you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. It's that it's functional like, real world strength, man. You can't right, right. Yeah, that's, that's like that man, man strength. That's, yeah, right. right. It's okay. like that man. I call it like we call it at the gym, like the like grand, like Italian grandpa smoker strength. You know, you never, oh, yeah. you never <laughs> yeah. lived the way to life, but yeah, your truck can crash in a fucking pool of mud, and you can just pick it up, just show up. You know, like that's 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 death metal. I feel like yeah. right, yeah. Like this this year, I, I I've been working on. A shitload on just doing overhead press yeah but and then when i tried to take this shed down i see eric here he just has like 10 two by um i'm probably exaggerating but <laughs> from what i remember he had like you know eight two by fours on his shoulder not two by fours whatever the planks are that are like <laughs> 15 feet long he's got him on his shoulder like on each shoulder like running across throwing in a dumpster and i'm, I'm dying trying to lift things over my head you know so yeah 100 man it's, it's so 
that's that's good man. so you guys stay in shape from construction that's how that's the death metal crossover that's good man that would that would kick my ass so respect so the blue collar death metal is is important hell yeah Love yeah. It. so andrew wk i was quoted as saying something along the lines of you guys your guys music is heavy as balls but you can also party as heavy as your music is something something along those lines if i'm not if i'm not butchering that quote too much so i have to say one is that true and if so which is heavier your partying or your music what's what's that party well sorry sorry. or your music the music the music's (laughs) by far heavier now since we're getting a little bit older but back in the day i think um I can at least say for Eric, he was one of the heaviest partiers I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen somebody go to the extremes that my friend has gone through and still be alive. Uh, but nowadays, we're basically re- recovering alcoholics. Besides Mike here, he's he's a, he's the brew master. He's and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's working on it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So give him ten years, and he'll be exactly where we are, taking Jared all pills, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I got. Um, it's a whole another subject, but um, I'm really into home brewing. So like I usually have about uh, about 15 kegs of home brew in my garage at a time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, party on. <laughs> well, Eric, do you have any uh, a- any stories that you'd like to share from the from the old days of partying <laughs> or <laughs> get arrested? <laughs> I, I got it all, man. Um, no, we were we were literally named intoxicated when we first started. We uh. We'd already done like three shows and uh, we just didn't even give a fuck, man. We didn't even have a name. We didn't care. We, we kind of knew that we were doing that on purpose, but it was kind of the whole point. Um, and then this, this guy uh, from a band called Iron Cross, which was a great fucking like, 80s thrash or 80s metal band. Um, that, that dude was like, he named our band literally right after a show and, uh, and it stuck. And we believe me, we fucking you we lived it. We, uh, our, first, our first piece of merch money we ended up buying a car and uh, leaving it at a bail bonds place uh, because someone was always going to fucking jail. And uh, that's why Ken Andrews has always been playing shows with us. He, he recorded all the bass for our, our second EP we did just cause our bass player had to go to jail for 90 days for his third DUI. And I mean, it, it was, it, we were a fucking wreck, but it was awesome. You know, we pulled it off and <laughs> rock and roll. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> hey, man. Still looking good. That's all that matters. Had a good time. Still having a good time. That's true rock and roll. So, Fuck yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, good for you. That was about, like back in the day, too. I mean, I'm kind of sober and healthier now, but, you know, being a teenager and just, I mean, there's something to be said about getting hammered and going to a death metal show or being playing death Fuck metal. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, they go hand in hand. You got to experience it. You got to do it. Without a doubt. Something that I do that I do notice actually is like if I, you know, if I if I drink like twelve beers or like twenty beers the night before, and then I and then I like get in and just start doing a whole bunch of deadlifts and squats and stuff. My my odor smells like piss, and I've actually looked it up online. It's like you're basically, it's I think it's you're sweating out like urea or something like that. So it's but it's from the alcohol. 
probably not explaining this right at all. It's like catfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it smells like catfish. So it's like a catfish on your workout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. No, that's definitely that's definitely true. But do you ever notice that you're stronger after a night of heavy drinking because of all the carbs? Yeah, <laughs> no, I want to pass out and die. Uh, no, so I've been not... stronger while I was drinking. That's for yeah. goddamn sure. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, definitely. There's something to be said for that too. It keeps your body loose, you know. Without a doubt. Yeah, that is. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Let me check my. So, uh, I guess I just wanted to ask, what's uh, we kind of already talked about you recording a full length, but other than that, what for the future of Intoxicated, you're getting all this attention. Do you um, are you getting offers to do shows anywhere yet, or what's what's uh, what's going on with you guys? No, I mean we're 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 definitely. I mean, we're ready to go. You know, that's yeah. the beauty of it. We're 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 fucking road ready. Um, and uh, but until that time comes. There's nothing we can do except work, you know? And um, so that's what we're doing because when we're on the road, we won't be able to, to write and uh, record in the same manner. So we're, you know, there, there's an absolute sense of urgency that we're a hundred percent embracing, you know, and now's the fucking time to work. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Do you, how many, um, how many days a week are you practicing and getting your, getting the, your tunes together? We generally practice uh, min minimum two, but uh, mostly three. So you're using this time to your advantage. Without a doubt, man. Since <laughs> pretty much right before this, uh, the shit started with the earth or whatever. Uh, yeah. We, we had started writing, but. Um, damn earth. Yeah. But, earth. It's, but dude, we, we never fucking stopped ever one Good. second, man. You know, we might have taken a week off when the pandemic first hit and everything locked down, but that was it. We were sneaking into our. Our warehouse for jams. That's awesome, man. Well, it doesn't sit now. It sounds like Florida's pretty much doing all right. Is it pretty wide open just in general? It's 100% wide open. Phase three right now, everything, all the bars are 100% capacity. So, I mean, it's, it's like nothing ever happened here right now. You got to wear a mask, though. Yeah, I think it's, it's also in Orange County where we're in. I think it depends on the bar. Like certain bars, they'll require they'll have fifty percent capacity max, and then other ones are fully open. Um, I think right now, I mean, the rules change so much, but yeah. I think right now it's up to the bar owner what they want to do. So we got a crazy governor. You know, you don't think that shit. Don't we all? So what? What are your upcoming uh, show dates? No idea. December December fifth in Orlando. At Sound Bar, we're playing a show with a bunch of uh, killer local bands. And then um, December 10th, we are playing with DRI in Orlando as well at Will's Pub. And then I think December 12th, yeah. possibly, we're playing in Tampa with DRI. So that's the next three we got. And then uh, we got some stuff maybe going on at a brewery next early next year as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, January 16th, I think it is. Yeah. So, all right, sweet. Just want to put that out there for everybody. So, if everybody, anybody's <laughs> dying for some death metal, better get your ass down to Florida because it doesn't sound like it's happening anywhere else anytime soon. What's that? Are they doing drive-in shows down there? Because I don't know, man. I've heard of it, but I don't. I don't. I don't I haven't really uh, followed up on it. What is, what is a drive-in show? It's like a drive-in like movie theater. Like it's movie theater. Dude, to be completely honest with you, I don't want to. I don't want to say never, but man, that seems fucking tough. Um, Dude, you know. I went to one. It was weird. 
It was, yeah. it was definitely weird. You know, nothing against any of the bands or anything. Like, I feel like they just did the best they could. But it's like, of course, you take the fucking energy out of it because, like, you're sit, you're standing by your car. The next car is 10 feet away from you. So you're basically like, you know, it's me and my girlfriend just standing there like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's different. It's just, like, not the same, man. It's Yeah. So. A bunch of people pumping in their cars <laughs> while you're playing. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I mean, you could do as many drugs in your car as you want. No one's going to bother you there. <laughs> That's about it. Now there, yeah, there's always an upside to everything. Yeah, it's glass half full, my friends. Okay. Well, so uh, this uh, last question I asked to everybody, what is your favorite Black Sabbath album? Oh. Love that. Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. Yeah. Sabbath, yeah. Sabbath, 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 Sabbath. All three of you, Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. Hell yeah. It changed my world with, for them. There was a, there was a, every song is just over the top good. Was, uh, was that one of your albums that got, kind of got you into the heavier, heavier side of music? For, for Black Sabbath anyways. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I was already knee deep at that point. So. Well, to expand on that a little bit, what, um, what bands kind of, you know, in the early days of Intoxicated kind of, did any bands kind of take you under their wing, kind of show you, show you the ropes, anyone you look up to in the scene? Well, there was, there, I mean, I love talking about this shit because it's, uh, it's also people that, that you'll know. But um, yeah. so Ken Andrews from Obituary and Bobby Coble from uh, Death and Death to All, mm -hmm. uh, they had a band called Azriel, uh, and they started in like, uh, for like maybe 10th grade in high school or whatever. And this fucking band, man, they I, they were so good, man. I was never a fan of their singer, but uh, but dude, the music, man, it, it would make you want to run home and practice and throw your fucking guitar in the trash can. Wow. Um, same time, it was so good, man. Um, so that's it's one thing I, I really enjoy saying, but but it's the truth. It's like, man, all the influences came from right here in our hometown for me, anyway. Yeah. You know, from the, our hometown and home area, and dude, everyone was super gracious to us meaning like i said like chuck bringing us out to do shows recording with us you know uh same with obituary you know um and uh yeah so you know like, like i said i can't can't say enough all those dudes are super nice and tardy brothers are funny as shit uh ken is one of the most hilarious dudes i've ever met um again been a lot been friends for a long time it just sounds like they just have a good time you know, and you, so, you know, that's that's an important part of music it comes across in the in the vibe of the whole thing, man. Just the, the Florida death metal scene just sounds fun, you know. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is, is, man. It's where it's at. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, you guys have been super gracious with your time. I really appreciate you coming on here, man. I don't want to don't want to keep you too long or anything like that. You're fucking awesome. I hope to make it down to Florida to see some death metal. It might happen, man. So <laughs> thank you. Oh, yeah. Very Hit much, up, man. Thank you. And uh, yeah, anything you need, anything I can do or promote for you, man, you you got it. So thank you very much. Awesome. Guys. Keep keep. We're we're, we're grateful for you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All Let's right, see what you do next. Yep.